Our guest today is Bilal Abushi. Bilal is a Senior Associate Lighting Research Engineer at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. Bilal is involved with several projects examining lighting uniformity, discomfort, glare, daylight integration and effects on occupants' comfort and well-being. Bilal earned a PhD in architecture from the University of Oregon, where he was involved in studies investigating indoor environmental quality in buildings at the High Performance Environments Lab. He presented his research in various venues, including IES annual conferences, light fair, and green build. green build. One of the papers that I came across was a really brilliant literature review, which sets out all the arguments in a really clear way. So I'm just going to ask you some very specific questions about your findings on that as somebody who's delved into it in the most amazing level of detail and sophistication. How is it that bright light can help you to sleep? So I think with, with daylight, we often think about increased intensity. But I think there's other aspects too, looking at spectrum, temporal variation, as well as the spatial distribution of daylight over the course of the day. Variations in all these four factors might affect sleep quality and alertness. Specifically, as we start to say, or look at the body of literature in the past, several studies suggested that the increase in illuminance at the eye could improve alertness and sleep quality, specifically looking at sleep duration and perhaps reduced disturbances at night. Two studies specifically I recall where they looked at over a course of a week, there was an improved or increased sleep duration of about 30 to 45 minutes between a group that had access to daylight and views and another group that working solely under dim electric lighting conditions. So I think the, the, the four factors, which is the increased intensity, different spectrum, variations in, in the intensity over the course of the day, as well as the spatial distribution and directionality from daylight all of those can affect, may affect uh, sleep quality. I think alertness is a really interesting one specifically. It's not only that people perceive that they sleep better, but the improvements in sleep might also tie to improvements in alertness next day. So people that sleep better might perform better next day, might feel more alert, uh, more rested. In, in some cases, is that increased in, in illuminance of the eye might not necessarily tie to uh, improvements in alertness. So I think there's several factors there, but the important aspect I think here is that some studies found that increased illuminance of the eye might improve alertness. Other studies did not find that conclusion. And here I would like to highlight that there is an importance for the time of the day. Exposure for the right amount of light at the right time of the day might yield the best results for improvements in, in sleep. As we all know, higher light at night might not be the best idea for improvements in sleeping quality. Um, so I would like to emphasize that it's the exposure for the, for the right amount of light spectrum at the right time of the day. That would really be an important aspect. So you mentioned four very particular things about daylight to do with brightness, the time of day, angle. Is it possible for artificial light to come anywhere close to those qualities to support alertness and sleep? I think there's definitely a lot of potential for electric lighting to support that independently or in integration with daylight systems. I've seen a lot of studies that start to look at variations in spectrum over the course of the day or to mimic maybe the, the daily cycle of it. But I think there's a lot of opportunities there for electric lighting systems to be more integrated with daylight systems to promote these benefits for sleep quality and alertness. So is it possible to separate brightness from 
colour temperature in the effect on alertness? Some studies have done that, uh, kind of separating what we receive at the eye, the topic or alpha-orbic quantities from the spectrum of, of light. But it's often the case that when we talk, for example, about daylight, those two change at the same time. Changes in intensity come with changes in spectrum. So maybe higher intensity comes in specific CCT that changes over the course of the day. What I mentioned about why sometimes higher intensity is not always better is because perhaps people sitting closer to the window might get more illuminance at the eye compared to people sitting further in inside the office. So those people getting very close to the window is it's kind of being blasted by higher amounts, higher illuminance at the eye, variations in CCT, and the electric lighting system might be disconnected from that. And that's why I think the integration would really be a key issue to emphasize that people closer to the window don't necessarily have to be busted with a lot of light. It has to be balanced. We're also finding that people's view direction could also matter. People looking towards the window might get higher brightness, different spectral power distribution of their eye compared to people just slightly, maybe 45 degrees or 90 degrees looking to the left or to the right. So I think that's where we could separate brightness and spectral power distribution. And there might be benefits of looking at the impacts on alertness and, and sleep quality. But I think these are both tools that we can utilize to improve these outcomes. But I, th I think, again, we'd really need to integrate the electric lighting system and the daylight system to be able to achieve that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that daylight is going to be the best, the most energy efficient, the most sustainable and the most healthy. As we go into winter, we need to think about how we can use artificial light sources to support that. And it sounds as though there is some hope for using artificial light sources to at least give some of that brightness and spectrum and even the distribution, the contrast in the field. I wonder if there's ever a trade-off, a bit like having a strong coffee or being really awake for an exam. Was there ever a trade-off between getting feeling really alert in the morning, for example, and then having a crash or feeling more tired later on? Would that be the reason for conflicting results? It might be the case that we drain the body earlier on that people tend to be tired later on. I think I, I am not aware of any studies kind of that had looked at these trade-offs, but I think future studies would, would really be beneficial to tackle this point. It does seem as though there's a rush to more alertness, but perhaps there's only so much of that you can do in a day. Mostly we look at this as something positive. If we look at workspaces, sometimes maybe more alertness might not be preferred if we're looking at maybe residential spaces or before bedtime. I've read in a couple of places about how brighter, cool light tends to induce alertness and all of that, but also that maybe warmer, softer light, even in the work environment, is conducive to more creative thinking, collaborative thinking. Have you come across that? I guess uh, the way I'll put it is that when we look at warmer light versus cooler light, there's still the question of intensity that could vary between the two settings. So there might be some confounding variables there. But if we talk about alertness versus promoting collaborative work, we might not be able to promote both at the same time. We might be able to find a solution that promotes collaborative work and, and promotes alertness and proof of sleep and meets all, all, all the checklists. But in some cases, we might need to do a trade-off between 
improvements on visual tasks, but also checks all the boxes in relation to the non-visual effects. So would you say that there is a trade-off between an alert focused feeling and a more relaxed collaborative feeling? There might not be a trade-off. I think more research is needed there. Hopefully it's not a trade-off that we went to, to choose one or the other. Hopefully we find synergies between both and we can promote both at the same time. So you mentioned visual interest or luminance distribution as something that matters in daylight. Tell me what you should be looking for if you're designing a workspace particularly. That What is it about natural distribution? We've done some studies where we looked at the shape of the luminance patterns in a space. And we looked at the impact on visual interest. Those seem to have more of an impact in spaces that maybe don't have access to daylight. But when we do have access to daylight, I think other aspects like view um, and access to, to daylight might be more important than the spatial distribution itself. That doesn't mean that it's not an important aspect. It just means like it's one piece in the puzzle. We also have the spatial distribution or luminance distribution within the aperture, within the luminaire aperture itself. In some studies, what was found to tie to effects on discomfort glare and satisfaction. So that eventually might tie to effects on mood or visual interest. So this really emphasizes the idea that when we look at the occupant in the space, it's the impact on a wide range of of outcomes, including the visual interest, um, satisfaction, the visual effects, and the non-visual effects. So it, it's a very complex um, topic. But I think as we start to piece and as more research is being done to distangle this and, and unpack it, we understand more and more on the direct effect, effects and also the interactions between these different factors. And ideally, I think people would have access to daylight. But what we're seeing is that people closer to the window would have access to daylight as we get away from a window, just maybe 10 feet or 15 feet, that amount of light drops. So that's where we, we really have to rely on the lighting systems to work together with daylight systems to maybe also create pleasant luminance patterns that not only satisfy visual tasks and provide enough luminance at the eye or the, at the desk, but also to promote visual interest and other aspects like improvements in mood, for example. So is there a way to say this is the kind of luminance distribution, this is the kind of range of brightness in a space which will create that visual interest or improve mood? We looked specifically at luminance pattern shapes and we found that those patterns that look closer to nature, like fractal patterns, tend to be preferred over maybe striped patterns. But again, that I think has to be taken within the context. What tasks are people doing? How much of their gaze is going to be towards those areas where there's patterns in the space? Are they sitting and lounging and just kind of enjoying the space or do they actually have a task at hand with little interest and time to look at their surroundings? So I don't think there's a one size fits all. It all depends on what tasks people are doing, time of the day, and other, other factors that could affect what luminous pattern might be preferred at a certain time. Problematic if you're designing an office space for many different people. Sometimes they might be in a meeting. Sometimes they might be working on their laptop. Sometimes they might be on a Zoom call. So how do you resolve that complexity or that, that need for variation? What does your finding suggest? That's not something that we explored on a larger scale. We looked at that on a more individual scale. But I think generally for application, it might be we start to look at patterns that most people agree, most people find pleasant. It might be also that 
sun patterns or sun luminance distributions are created on a larger maybe office scale with some level of control for each individual workstation level. That way, the amount of light gets adjusted, maybe the spatial distribution gets adjusted on an individual level. I think that's where also you have more control, even that might tie to other issues related to the oversensitivity or preferences in general. But I think we, we would be able to find general preferences that most people agree on. So it sounds as though lighting can make a big difference to visual comfort, visual interest and ability to sleep. We know that brightness seems to affect mood. And I guess if you've had a good night's sleep, you're more likely to feel a little bit healthier and happier. But is there anything else about the way that lighting works in an office or a workspace that will enhance mood? I will talk about two things there. Uh, the first one, when we talk about variations in spectral power distribution, perhaps promoting alertness or sleep. In some studies, it might promote alertness, but people don't like it. They don't find it pleasant. Uh, especially if maybe it tends to be towards the kind of higher CCTs uh, where it's very kind of cool color temperature. So it, the variations in spectral distribution could affect alertness, but also could affect our mood. At the end of the day, it, it, may, it might be a matter of trade-off, which one would prioritize. The other aspect that could affect mood is the luminance distribution in the space. Back in the 70s, John Flynn has done some amazing work looking at luminance distribution and different aspects of our mood, looking at calmness, uh, relaxation, excitement, and other aspects. So the amount of light in the space, the spectral distribution, as well as the spatial distribution in the space and how it varies over the course of the day might affect our mood. That's something that I think we would need to start to look at maybe using wearables or using mobile phones to start to start or to prompt ecological momentary assessments, which are brief questionnaires over the course of the day that would allow us to track small variations in mood as a function of changes in spectral power distribution, luminance, etc. It's not just a matter of lighting changes, but there's also other aspects outside of lighting or even outside of the environmental factors that could affect mood that also should be accounted for. What would your sense of the contribution of lighting to the key things that you need to do at work, be alert, feel motivated, concentrate, those sorts of things. What would you say the contribution of lighting is to that? I, th I think the contribution of lighting is really important. The amount of light and the type of the quality of the lighting could affect our, our ability to continue to work efficiently or impact our productivity, short-term or long-term in a specific space. So along the other environmental factors, lighting is a really important one that, that could affect our overall satisfaction or, or overall comfort. You mentioned that idea about being aware of time changing through the day. How important is that? Because adding tunable lighting from warm to cool and then to warm again in, increases the cost and the controls and other things within a luminaire. Is that a really important thing in a lighting scheme for a workplace, in your view? I think the variations in, in intensity or spectral distribution or spatial distribution might provide other cues to, to occupants, portraying information about what's happening outside the building, what time the day it is, what kind of sky conditions do we have outside. People always are eager to connect to what's happening outside their, their building. That's why we look at outdoor views and its restorative aspects, I would tend to think that variations and in intensity over the course of the day might be something that we might need to look into as opposed to a fixed elements or a fixed spectral distribution. That might not be only 
beneficial for sleep or alertness. I think in some studies, people prefer the dynamic change. But it's, again, a question of what change is being looked at. So I think the ability, our ability to now use electric lighting systems to create changes is, is amazing. But it's really a question of what type of change. Is it changes in illuminance, changes in spectral distribution? But it might not be only important for sleep. It could also be beneficial for improving our mood and visual interest. So there's some really fascinating work still to be done. And it sounds as though you're in a great place. To continue that, I really look forward to seeing your ongoing work. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it.